0: This is an Average Fan Podcast hosted by Benny Hanna. Hey, welcome back to the show everybody. Average Fan Podcast, your boy Benny Hanna. Hey, we had a lot of college football action going on in week 0. We're going to get into some games that was nationally televised for those who couldn't watch some of the other ones and even some breakdowns of some of the some of the other games being played. Um Man, we're going to get into some NFL quarterbacks. Season's coming up. Last week of the preseason, y'all. Time is moving fast. Time waits on no man. And with that being said, I thank y'all for tuning in and listening to an Average Fan Podcast. Let's get into it. So, college football is upon us, y'all. We've made it a whole calendar year. Man, it feels great. Whew. Y'all just don't know. So, former Indiana quarterback Michael Penix transferred out, headed over there to Washington, play in the Pac 12, which is crazy because he left the Big Ten. But then maybe Washington might join the Big Ten. Probably not, right? But he transfers over to Washington to the Huskies and he becomes the starter out there. So, that's a good look for him. Um, he was a key reason why Indiana was able to have that resurgence as a team, you know, get back up there. Um, he he was really dynamic, but then ran into some injuries. So, just wishing him the best out there in Washington, and hopefully he can bring he can bring a little of that that Florida up there to uh, to the Huskies out there on the West Coast. So. Um, we got two former USC quarterbacks going at it in week one though, and that's West Virginia versus Pitt. Is we got K- Keaton Slovis for Pitt going up against J T. Daniels of West Virginia, so that'd be a that'd be a pretty good match, fun matchup, man. To watch, to see, see how they do. Um, <laughs> Keaton Slovis, man, he kind of took that spot from J T. So we'll see what happens in this game. Um, we did have some week zero action, uh, as we stated, Nebraska versus Northwestern and Ireland, a good Big Ten clash, uh, Big Ten West. Hey, this game, <laughs> this game brought it, man. Um, it was it was really good. Uh, it was good quarterback play with Nebraska. You kind of see some things, right? One, they they lose another close game. And this was something that you kind of felt like you wanted them to kind of overcome for themselves, right? Just just being fans, like all these close games they lost last year and to start the season off the same way. So it raises some eyebrows, but notably it's just game one, but that still is, I guess, a problem. Um, Casey Thompson looked really sharp, the Texas transfer. Dude balled out. Um, Northwestern was really physical with Nebraska, and neither team could really run the ball in the first half. So, just some, just just looking at it, especially like just breaking it down by the half, like first half, um, good back and forth matchup, but neither team could really establish the line of scrimmage, be physical enough to really get the run game going. But the quarterbacks, they stole the show in the first half. I mean, pinpoint accurate, moving the offenses with efficiency. Um, one one thing you kind of see with Northwestern, they started running a little tempo, getting up to the line real quick. Um, Nebraska looks real different without Martinez back there. i tell you that much. <laughs> I, I'll tell you that much. So, breaking down... In the second half, Nebraska has an 11-point lead, 28-17, had the momentum. After scoring a touchdown, they decided to kick an onside kick in which Northwestern recovered. And they lost that onside kick, and they lost the momentum for the rest of the game. They kind of, their wheels just spun in the mud after that. Um and that, that was huge. That was huge. And Northwestern found that run game, and they just rode it. I mean, Evan Hull, he kind of he put the team on his back. Him and Helensky, I mean, those would be the offensive MVPs for sure. Evan Hull, he had 22 carries for 119 yards in the touchdown. Helensky added to that with two TDs through the air and 313 yards passing. So, as I stated, <laughs> He, he really he really had command of that offense and then when they found that run game it kind of just was a difficult blow to Nebraska which is odd because last year their offense kind of struggled but then their defense was a strong suit so being week zero we might see this a lot with teams miss tackling not in the right gaps um you'll see things like this but needless to say it still was a really good game and I mean Northwestern was really more physical, and that's what it kind of boiled down to, especially in the second half after Nebraska lost their momentum. That's really all it was. But, okay, Nebraska fans don't really panic, panic just yet, right? Frustration level, I can understand, considering you put up 50-something points last year. But it's not all bad. Okay, if you can get your defense kind of in line, if you can establish a run game, you got some bright spots. The team in the second half did look tight, not going to lie. They kind of, it, it the, the mental started playing. By them not really having an established run game, I just wonder how much it really, affected this team. I mean, they were stuck on 28 points from the third, get shut out in the fourth quarter, didn't even score. So they got to get out their own heads. They got to get out their own way. They're going to have to play, and they're just going to have to just execute at a high level. Um, They got to get more physical. They got to establish that line of scrimmage once they get that run game going decently, I think they'll be all right. Their running back, Grant, did have 101 yards rushing and two touchdowns, but needless to say, it never felt like their run game could really complement what Casey Thompson was doing through the air. Mark Whipple, man, running that offense that he had out there in Pitt. Nebraska gets some things right. They're going to be dangerous because they're sneaky good. And I just feel like if things don't change and this trend continues, Scott Frost might not make it through the rest of the season. But the loss really wasn't about Nebraska, uh, Nebraska really. The, the loss was really about what Northwestern did to secure that victory just being more physical, um, just, just dominating. And then the QB play, uh, Helenski in his second year, the former uh, University of South Carolina transfer, just his second year in that system. So Northwestern can do some things um, long as they can keep that run game going and they don't turn the ball over. They're not going to wow you, wow you, but they'll hit you with some plays for sure. And if they get their tempo going and Helenski's back there dealing, they can be tough to deal with. So definitely have to keep an eye out on them. One person I had my eye on was Mike Norvell. I'm just wondering would he, in his third year this year, break out, uh, get the nose back on track. He had Jordan Travis out there like yesterday. They made quick work of Duquesne, but the running backs look good. Um, I'm interested to see what they'll look like against some ACC competition. Um, I'm, everybody likes remembers Bobby Bowden, Florida State days. So people kind of want to see it get back to that. We had the Jimbo Fisher era. He did his thing, but it's really bounced around since. So if they can get some consistency at the head coach and um see some turnaround, I think Florida State being good'd be that'll be really decent for college football. Because usually when they're good, Clemson is not. So the fact that Florida State has not been good and Miami has not been good, Clemson has really been just dominating the A C C dominating recruiting. So but we'll see if Martin Mike Norvell can really break it out this year and do mm-hmm. something that people were kind of expecting him to do coming in the door, but it's taking some time, and that's fine. Speaking of taking some time, switching to the NFL, Matt Rule didn't waste no time, and naming Baker Mayfield, his starter. And then after that, his backup quarterback, Sam Darnold, is going to miss the first month and a half of the season. With a sprained ankle. So with Baker being named the starter, what, what does this mean in Carolina? What do we what are we looking at? Um did they really have anything to choose from though? Just think about it. Um you got Sam Darwin. What what do you really have back there that's not gonna say Baker Mayfield should have been the starter from day one coming in? We might view this as a slight to Baker Mayfield, but it's not. Um, He could be successful in the league. He has a skill set, but just like all skill sets, you have to have the right pieces around you to execute this. So can this make Carolina competitive in the NFC South? Just looking at some teams, when you talk about NFC South, you're talking about Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady. Them boys, the Saints, uh, what do they look like now with Jameis Winston back this year? They were looking good before he got hurt. Chase Hill did move to the Titans. So this would be a very competitive division. We didn't name the Falcons, but they probably a couple years off from being real competitive again. But we'll see what Mariota can do. So, based off of it, they Carolina will have to have the third best quarterback room in that division. So, what intangibles can they can can we rely on from Baker? We know he'll compete. We know he'll give it his all, but. Can he lead this team to a wild card spot this year? Does he have to trust in the buy-in of the other players? You know, if they stand behind him, they'll go far. But if they don't... So, definitely keep an eye out on the Carolina Panthers. As we move on, Steelers have their quarterback, Mitch Trubisky. But the interesting thing is guess who's QB two? Kenny Pickett, the rookie. Mason Rudolph was the guy last year when Ben was hurt was Ben was out. And here it is, he's the third quarterback on the depth chart. Ouch. The real question is how long before we see Kenny Pickett full time? What's the over-under on Trubisky? Four games, four and a half games? Because what's his ceiling in this offense and how good can he be in this offense? And will Pittsburgh mainly rely on the run game and the defense to really carry them to what they would hope to be an AFC North title? So when we look at it, Trubisky really struggled In Chicago, was that really a lot of him? No, because we know that system was so bad that they just got rid of it last year and they got a new system in place, new head coach in place. So not only was Nagy really affecting what Trubisky's growth could have been, but he was also doing the same thing to Justin Fields. So needless to say, Trubisky might develop better in Pittsburgh. And he might make it tough for Kenny to get in. But I just feel like Kenny Pickett is going to get in. I feel like if something might not go right for Pittsburgh, meaning if something goes wrong with Trubisky and how he plays, we'll see Kenny Pickett. So that was definitely interesting that he's QB2 or not even QB3 over somebody who you who – you, been had in your system doesn't say a lot for Mason Rudolph, but it says a heck of a lot for Kenny. So definitely keep an eye out on that. Seahawks named Geno Smith their starting, so they went with experience. Geno's been proven in the league, professional. You don't really hear anything out of him. Um, good backup to have now he's in the starting role. So shout out to him because he Ben had the talent. Drew Locke. He's younger, but he them inconsistencies, right? That maturity. The main incons- You gotta. And I say the inconsistencies are like immaturity only because you gotta be purposeful in what you're doing in your routine to even try to fix or address your mistakes. So Locke has talent but then Locke deals with the inconsistencies. If he can hone in and do something different, like final preseason game, you go 13 to 24, 174, 171 yards. Not bad, right? But then you got one touchdown and three interceptions. So it's like right after Geno gets named QB1, you go out here and you kind of stink it up. But he has some talent but he's gonna have to prove it he's really gonna have to go out there and earn it so this nfl season coming up really fast on us can't wait next week we got some bangers coming up y'all we got some bangers college football wise coming up it's gonna be jam-packed hey y'all keep your ears out through the week as we go over news reports some our takes on what we feel about certain subjects and we just have a good time out here and this is all for the average fan because we would be nothing without y'all we thank y'all for tuning in and listening and we out